Hi there, everyone. This is your Keeper speaking. I'd like to thank you so much for joining us yet again, but certainly not in Revenant, Alaska. As you may have noticed, this is a story of an entirely different color. What you are listening to today is presented by Aurora Borealis and the complete creative team here, as always. But this is something very special. As a Halloween treat, as a sort of return to form and function of the game and the journey and our good friends in its entirety, we are creating something limited edition, something very special, something very unique, and something very dear to all of our hearts, which I hope you enjoy immensely. This is Losers, a love story. It's an actual play, Monster of the Week, retelling of Stephen King's infamous story, It. We're facilitating it through the use of the Monster of the Week supplement called Back to Dairy, written by Christine Priebus, who did an amazing job incorporating the complex and interconnected themes of the story itself and the most recent movie adaptations into a mechanical supplement and custom Monster of the Week mystery, which lets you run this very story. And we thought, why not? So here we are. And we are so, so glad that you're here too. But please be warned, this is a dark story. It goes dark places. And while the end of it is something we feel is cathartic and beautiful and an important story, now and always, and especially to all of us in the cast, we would be remiss if we didn't tell you that it's going to be very, very hard getting there. I would like to acknowledge and reassure everyone that there are numerous safety tools in play here. Anytime a troubling scene comes up, please know that we have probably discussed it at length off mic and plotted it well in advance. In addition, we have a safety mechanic we're using for this table, which I will explain more in the recording of the session itself, but in which players opt in to any scene anytime a triggering subject comes up. This means that we can't just set hard limits at the beginning and decide that we're going to be okay with those the entire time. Everyone who wants to participate in a particular story or scene has to enthusiastically consent to it every time that the subject arises. If not, we won't go there, and you'll hear those conversations happen in the audio of the game. This isn't a model that I would necessarily recommend for every table, but it's the one that works for us, and the sense of trust and camaraderie that we have here at our table as a collaboratively GM'd situation. There are no power dynamics at play here. We felt it was very important for this story to be able to share the responsibility of it altogether, and to make sure that nobody ever felt backed into a corner with the kind of material that we were attempting to display and explore. As I alluded to, this is a deeply personal story for all of us, and the characters that we're portraying and the struggles that they go through and the topics that they are dealing with are, in ways that I'm not going to divulge all of the details on, things that we do feel significant attachments to and connections to. Which means that if you have an issue with the way that something is depicted on screen, I ask that you take a moment to consider that it might be coming from a place of personal experience, and that even if your own personal experiences with the subject matter in question differ from the player, that doesn't necessarily mean that the experiences being depicted are invalid or are not in some way deeply cathartic and important and personal and resonant to the person depicting them. We will be attempting to foreshadow and explicitly denote all upsetting material as it comes up in play, and if you wish to opt out of it, you can certainly do so. You are free to skip or fast forward or stop listening at any point in time, but please don't tell other people how to live out their traumatic experience on screen. 
That's all I'm going to say. I hope it doesn't come up, but I would not feel like a very good friend or table facilitator if I didn't put a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Now for the exciting part. The audio editing and production for this particular miniseries was done, as usual, by Ryan Bolter, who did an absolutely incredible job with the material that I handed them and facilitating a really quick turnaround time to make sure that you had part one in your feeds by Halloween. Thank you so much, Ryan, for everything that you do, and we're so glad to be back in the saddle. The part of Beverly Marsh is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Eddie Kasprak is played by Val Patrone. The part of Richie Tozier is played by Tim Werner. The part of Mike Hanlon is played by J.V. Hampton Van Sant. The part of Ben Hanscom is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed the all-new original theme music that you are about to hear. The part of Stanley Uris is played by MJ. And the part of Bill Denbro is played by me, Alex Flanagan. All characters are the original intellectual property of Stephen King, who we could not get on this show, but also didn't invite. And Back to Dairy, the mechanical supplement that we are using to play this game, was written again by Christine Priebus. You can check out Christine's work on the Unexplored Places podcast, which is currently playing Scum and Villainy. It's a real absolute romp that I think you will probably enjoy if you like this show. But for now, get ready to listen to Losers, a love story. Thank you, as always, to the One Shot Network for having us, and enjoy the show. <laughs> Then, just for the sake of transitioning into the space, um, we are playing a game called Back to Dairy by Christine Previs. It is a supplement slash hack for Monster of the Week, which specifically explores the text and mechanics of Stephen King's story It, um, primarily drawing from the most recent set of movies. We are going to be sort of exploring the movies as well as the text, as well as like some plot changes of our own. We're taking the general concept and story and characters of it and making it something transformative, in my opinion. This is our fix it fic, basically, <laughs> where we are fixing it, but also we're fixing it. Yes. All right. So our scene opens on a Chinese restaurant. Are we still cool with it being a Chinese restaurant? I love a Chinese yeah. restaurant, so that's great for me. Yes. No, I'm into it. <laughs> the back room of a Chinese restaurant in a little town called Derry, Maine. Uh, I think the room has been privately reserved for a party of seven. There are, like, fish tanks in the back of the room and a nicely laid out table. Uh, if anybody else wants to contribute any atmospheric details to this this particular back room of the Chinese restaurant, please feel free. I like to think there is some foliage um, and some wonderful detail. Uh, I, I, it reminds me specifically of a Chinese restaurant in my hometown, personally. Um, mm -hmm. So I would love to add some foliage, uh, some mm -hmm. sort of bushes or trees. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I like what they did, uh, but I want to just have a tree or two. I like a hoi tank myself. I think there's a fish tank yeah. with some sweet little oh, tropical yeah. fish. Yeah. 
Ooh. I feel like it smells nice in there, but it's also a restaurant, so that's not really that surprising. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of smells are we getting in the back room of this Chinese restaurant? I'm distinctly smelling sesame oil. Mm. Um, Oh, like five spice? And uh, also cottonseed oil. I was going to say, not too much sesame, because I am allergic to sesame. (gasps) Oh, of course. (laughs) Yes. You're allergic to sesame or Eddie's allergic to sesame? I guess we'll have to find out. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't think we should. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have Uh, my sesame chicken. Cool, I love that. I love the, the aromatics. I think it's maybe a little bit moodily lit not like dimly lit but it's kind of this orangey glow uh it's not particularly bright it's the kind of place where you really can't necessarily tell what time of day it is outside from being in here Mm. Mm. that's warm sweet yeah i think it makes the most sense for mike to probably already be here yep i'm in here sort of sitting here waiting. <laughs> Mike, what do you Mike, what do you look like? What are you just sitting? Are you just hanging? Do you have a bunch I, of rings on? Are you married? <laughs> Can you yeah, describe your version of Mike to us. Um I'm not going to change much about Mike from uh movie Mike uh because movie Mike was good. I think the only thing that I'm going to say Actually involved cheating a little bit, partially because of the chat. Really <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but he looks like Cheaty when Cheaty is nervous. Um, oh, I love that. If that makes and is he yeah, nervous? So. Yeah. Yes, uh, very. For no real discernible reason, but is just sort of fidgeting and looking around bouncing a little bit. Is he bit. wearing a t-shirt that says I fuck up pterodactyls? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the baseball bat's just right there. Uh, <laughs> it's already present. Just sort of right Incredible. there. Incredible. I love it. Mm-hmm. Sort of looking around, waiting, waiting for the first, for the first one to arrive. Um, so I guess that's a good question. Who is the first person? I was gonna let Richie go in. Cool. Uh, I think you should let Richie go. Yeah. So Richie, go. So you, you just see Bill Hader just walk into the the uh, back room. Who's I, Bill Hader? Bill Hader is the actor that played Richie, and I'm not changing him. One of them. Richie. So where's Richie? Uh, if Mike. Bill Hader walks in, where's Richie? Uh, first, Bill Hader wait. walks into oh. a room and nobody's there. They're both, they were one in the same. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Bill, Bill Hader's Richie a good get Hader. for the podcast. Bill Richie Hader. It's really amazing that we got Bill Hader for this. Uh, Could you maybe just like describe physically, you know, I like people can Google yeah. Bill Hader, I guess, but. Yeah. So, uh. One of the main distinctive features is the glasses, of course, mm-hmm. but he is also uh, fairly, like, a little bit tall and a little lanky. Um, yeah. He's got a nice smile. Oh, That's such Richie. a kind thing to say about Richie. <laughs> <laughs> How generous to he's Richie a little goblin boy. Oh. Richie, hey, back here. Hey. Hey, uh, Mike, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you really just not remember? 
my name after oh, okay sure weird no i mean it's it's kind of weird i i don't really remember a whole lot about my past but i mean here we are yeah no oh, come on let's sit down let's sit down uh well <laughs> glad you actually came honestly was not sure that you were going to but glad yeah, you're here uh, I to be honest, I wasn't sure I was either, but here we are. I came for the food, really. <laughs> Understandable. Richie, can you describe to us where you were when you got this phone call from Mike? Um, you know, I really like the the thing from the movie where he is about to go on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really do like that setting. Um. So I think that's where I'm going to keep it. Okay, cool. Mm. So just, again, for the sake of anybody who hasn't seen the movie, you were about to go oh, on stage. Yeah. yeah, so I'm about to go on stage for uh, a comedy show. I am doing a special with Netflix. This is way into the future now. I, it's not Netflix, but I'm, I'm doing a comedy stand-up show. And uh, about, like, five minutes before I go on, I got a phone call from Mike Uh and yeah you pour your guts out literally i did pour my guts out i did vomit (laughs) all over my assistant who i don't remember what she's named did you did you happen to uh have a good recording you think or oh no it was awful it was terrible my Mm -hmm. nerves were like i couldn't remember anything none of my jokes nothing was your agent like mad (laughs) oh absolutely my agent was pissed because basically like uh their whole thing is like riding on me for uh their success and if i fail then they fail so can i make a suggestion yeah i think that um and this again can be like totally feel free to reject this i think it would be fun if your agent just like visually very strongly resembled eddie Oh, yes. I love that. So John Mulaney's your agent. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A John Mulaney lookalike. A John Mulaney type. (laughs) I just think we should get this, like, this visual image. And, you know, our Eddie hasn't appeared on screen yet, so we haven't made this connection. But just, like, someone who resembles uncannily enough that, like, there's this implication that on some subconscious level, without really remembering this person you know, you, you've found ways in your life to surround yourself with people who are reminders of this past that you don't have any recollection of. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was this the first special or was it the, um, was this, was this uh, Richie's first comedy special or was it, um, Oh my God. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Oh, that would be tough. It was the first one. And that would basically mean his whole career was just shot. Um, So, I mean, maybe that is it. Like, he was an up-and-coming comedian, um, and then he just blew it on his first special. Uh, oh, okay. So, well, hmm. Would would he have been on, like, The Tonight Show? I say this because I Uh, want Mike to have seen... He was was probably on... He was probably on, uh, he was probably on Jimmy Kimmel, or... or, Yeah, there Let's put him on Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) 
All right. And he like he killed it on Jimmy Kimmel. So yeah. like people were expecting him to do really, really well in his special, but it completely flopped. Mm. So I uh so I saw I saw I saw you on Kimmel. That was pretty uh it was pretty awesome. Oh you did well. Um Thanks. Yeah, uh yeah. Uh, mm. that that whole side of me, that's gone, I guess. Gone. Thanks for calling, by the way. I have a feeling those are connected. Um, did I call it a at a particularly bad time, or? Well, uh, yes. To uh, to be blunt, yes, very bad timing. Oh, uh, but it's it's okay, you know. Um, you get. I gotta live with uh, with my my own decisions, and you know, it's not your fault. That's um, a surprisingly mature outlook for Richie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, he may be saying that just to keep up appearances. Yeah. But he it. definitely love... does have a little bit of resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Well, I like the idea. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if this is on purpose, Tim, but I like the idea that Richie hasn't like reverted to his little shit self yet. Like he's not been back in town long enough. It's not come back all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who's the next person to uh, to come in? Do we think? Ben, baby. Ben. It's Ben, baby. It's Ben. He ben kicks time. down the door. Hello, no, it's Ben time. <laughs> ben would never. He is too gentle. No, Ben. Ben is here. Ben walks in. Hi, ben. it's me, Ben. <laughs> ben. Hey, welcome, Ben. Ben. Hey. Thank you. It's. I was almost going to say nice to be back, but that's a lie. Yeah, that would be a lie, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. But here, <laughs> here I am. Uh, too many, too many uh, times I tried to get out, and now you drag me back in. That was... All right. Yep. That was certainly the actual quote um, from the actual thing. Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, before we get too much, Ben, I'm going to come in now. I'm Eddie Kasprak. I'm on my cell phone talking to my wife, or my ex-wife. We're going through some stuff, and we're talking, and I'm just saying, listen, I know that you have, you're the one who wanted to do all of this in the first place. I just don't have that kind of money right now. You can keep the lemonade scene business. I'm going to keep the risk analysis stuff. And look, I... Myra, I'm Holy sorry, did you shit. say the lemonade oh, business lemonade or the limousine business? Because I kind of got both. <laughs> I did I'm hear lemonade. lemonade. Limousines. Oh, sorry. My, Myra, I, got, I have to go. I have to go. I'm Holy hanging shit, up now. is that I'm Eddie? I'm hanging up now. Okay, okay. Oh, I... Uh, oh, Eddie, uh, hi. Okay. Uh, Richie. Holy shit, what happened to you? Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck you! Mike, is that you? Good God, you look yeah, taller. That's, uh, that's sort of what happens with the time. Who's the beefcake? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's this guy? Hey, um, Eddie. Good to see you again. Hi. Um, do I know you? Well, uh, Ben, new new kid. Uh, you just see Richie like pointing over and like doing the the side mouth thing, just like that's Ben, and doing yep. the big. <laughs> I just said Ben, so yes, already. Ben? Uh, 
Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, can we get some visuals for Ben and, uh, for Eddie? Sure. Uh, I think I'm gonna actually trigger this in conversation. Ben, you look so different. You look, and then Eddie kind of does like a, a like a kind of stretch hand motion, but doesn't want to get halfway because he does. He has a little bit more tact than that. He kind of starts doing this like stretch because I think he's been in town now for a little bit, and so he's kind of childlike nature is coming out. So he kind of starts doing like a little stretch, and then he's like. He kind of like puts it back and holds his hand. He just goes, you look different. Yeah, yeah he's hot. I... <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. Mm. You're welcome. Just um, thank you. Just kind of <laughs> didn't do it. Didn't do it for you. But um, yeah, just kind of stretched out everywhere uh, oh. else. And uh... <laughs> oh, well, okay. Again, I, you're taking this yeah. very <laughs> differently. You know, I, I, I guess that could be good for your health. I mean, I suppose you've been working out. Your muscles are insane. Um, they mom, sure are there. I like your hair. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you also look. What's your blood pressure nowadays? Uh, fifty. Fifty. That's fifty. Still wildly believable. What? Yours seems still very high, Eddie. I hope you're, you're taking <laughs> oh. something for that. Oh, I'm taking a few different things for that. I I have high blood pressure. I started taking some medication for that, and then I got low blood pressure from that. Yeah, so no I had one, to take no one's interested, Eddie. Okay, I think Ben just I'm asked me. Why don't you stop being a shithead, Tozier? Oh, all right. Um. I'll just sit over here. I'll hey, eat this spring guys, roll. Yeah, it's, gonna... a, it's okay. We don't need. We don't need to. We don't need to all fight. It's okay. Oh, I don't mind fighting this lug over here. Did I see that you're still slug? wearing the Coke bottles on your eyes. Oh no! I'm gonna let this go. Never mind. <laughs> uh, actually, I have tried contacts and they didn't work well for me. Hmm. So these are a necessary evil i guess yeah you know i've heard that you can get lasik now for you know not not that much so maybe yeah, and, if you don't uh, i don't like lasers near my eyes but you know uh that that's fine i mean if you want to put lasers in your eyes well then i i already free. did i had i just got lasik like a few years ago so oh outside the doors of the restaurant <laughs> beverly marsh paces back and forth trying to decide if she's really going to go inside my back is to the door, so I don't see this, but I know who does. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because I just had LASIK, and I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start, I feel like. <laughs> Listen, enjoy the fun while it lasts before shit gets Everything's dark. going wonderful. Yeah. This is a great reunion of friends. Anyway... Um, she's doing that thing. I have this very vivid image and now. I'm trying to like just make sure it's clear mm-hmm. where she like is like at the door and she's like got her little hand. She's got her little hand on the little push thing to open the door and then she's like, Ugh, I don't know. Ugh. That that's the that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like cool. The the feeling of like, will this 
will this give me what I want it to? Like, will this, will Mm -hmm. it feel the same? Will it, whatever, like, what is waiting on the other side of this door? I think it's like an early summer evening and the days have started to lengthen, but they haven't gotten like quite so long yet Mm -hmm. that it's still light out. I think it's sort of that odd like orange purple of twilight and maybe there are like a few stars overhead and it's just chilly enough that you might be like in a t-shirt or or sleeveless but still sort of feeling the effects of a breeze when it rustles um and so I, I like this image of like Bev being outside these doors on just like a slightly chilly night trying to make this decision and I don't know, maybe you come to a decision, I don't want to rob this moment from you, um, but I think maybe you are, we can see in your eyes that you've just made whatever choice you're going to make, Mm -hmm. and uh, then Bill shows up. Gee, I wonder who's playing Bill after that nice description was done. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of us is a writer? Also, uh, also, I I also wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us what you're wearing on your face, Bev. Thank you. Oh no, I'm not. It's I won't make it canon to the actual show. It's fine. I mean, uh, I think it's very too, strong. But. <laughs> oh, um, Beverly. Actually, let's just say this. Um, now that the sun is going down, Beverly takes off her very stylish sunglasses. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was just gonna say she's um, dressed for comfort over fashion, uh, like jeans boots and a loose fitting uh, a loose fitting like kind of slate blue shirt mm-hmm. um but like she also still does look great no she looks great and it's a beautiful color it complements the red in her hair um which she keeps cut short uh which she says is because she doesn't want to have to do much to it but is really because she can't stand how she looks with it long it reminds her too much of being a little girl. That's that. <laughs> I think as you pull off your sunglasses, um, you hear what may or may not be a familiar voice beside you that just says, hey, I know that face. Uh, hi. Oh my god. Hi. Hello. Oh, shit. This is... <laughs> Look at you. Hi. <laughs> Look at me, look at you. It's, it's been ages. How are you? Um, good, uh, good. Just, God, weird to be, weird to be in town again, huh? Bill Denbro is a tall-ish, I, he's probably actually a very average height. He's like an average height man, um, <laughs> with a very sort of perpetually serious expression, I think he's wearing, like, some nice jeans, but jeans nonetheless with dress shoes and a flannel. It's sort of an odd, thrown-together look. Um, He has the appearance of someone who has just been on a plane for many hours because, on account of he's a person who's just been on a plane for many hours. And I think I have this mental image where I sort of want to lean into, like, the magical realism thing a little bit here. I am picturing Bill in this version of this story as being someone who 
ha- still has his hair because in some versions, as Val reminded me, <laughs> as they were doing like a re-listen to the book, in some versions, Bill like is going bald. But I think in this version, Bill still has his hair, but he's someone who for the past many years has had sort of like a, like a reddish blondish hair color. And from the time he got the phone call until now, it's been graying at an increasing speed. And I think by the time that he returns to town, um, not like total silver fox territory, but I think definitely like his hair has has mostly grayed, and it gives him an air or an appearance of someone who is uh, maybe a bit older than he actually is. Mm. While everyone else sort of is having this like reversion to childhood, I think Bill is somebody who is feeling much much older than he did twenty four hours ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I, I meant to say, um, to an important detail, uh, um, pretty prominent dark circles under uh, Beverly's eyes. She hasn't had a good night's sleep in a good minute. That's all. Are, uh, are we headed the same place? I mean... We're at the front door of the restaurant, so I, I mean, probably, right? Mike, did, did Mike call you? Yeah. Yeah, he did. It's, God, uh, <laughs> Here, let me, um, let me get the door for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Chivalry's not dead, right? <laughs> I open the door for you. <laughs> is there some sort of is there some sort of like bell on the door? Maybe if there is, then I can turn around. I'll whip around to see this scene of these two redheads that I've known from my childhood, but I also have no idea who they are. And I put names to faces of that I already know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Bill, Bev. Eddie! Eddie Kasprak! <laughs> yeah, Eddie. yeah! Bill, you look... old. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you, Eddie. No. You don't. No. <laughs> you look like a baby. It's fine. I, start... I don't look like a baby! Stop saying that! I start you pointing my way around like the table at everybody. Um, I, I... Eddie... Richie, Hi. Mike, hey. and then finally my finger points at Ben Hanscom, and I, by process of elimination, know exactly who it is. Also, those eyes haven't I changed mean, since be, we were little kids. You, you know <laughs> His eyes haven't changed since we were kids. Oh. Uh, hey. Ben just does a little like half wave, like hey. <laughs> hey. It's me. Hey been a while yeah it really has. i know you two are having a moment right now do i really look like a baby i i yes, think i look pretty yes. adult for my fi- why for your age <laughs> <laughs> really really you're gonna pick up on his childish games really yeah no that was a good one ben i approve <laughs> he just kind of shrugs like <laughs> oh my god hmm? 
I'm not here to get bullied by some kids from my childhood. I'm going to go sit down and eat Chinese food with Mike, who seems to be the only one who's level-headed I, here. Okay? I also right. fully am the okay. one who told you look like a child, but okay. Go right ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Should I leave Gary? No, no. Should I just no, go no. home? Sit I, down. <laughs> sit down. It's mm-hmm. fine. No, no. Okay, the finest Chinese food that Maine has to offer. Let's go. I can call a cab. I can call there some, ain't no I can call and somebody. Dairy. What's wrong? Eddie, 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 Eddie. <laughs> there are no cabs in dairy, apparently. <laughs> I can call Uber or Lyft. I don't necessarily support them, but I will do it if I have to to get out of here. I'm sitting, uh, I sit down at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just chill out, Ben. It's cool. Or, uh, Eddie, it's cool. Just chill out. And you forgot my name. No, Wonderful. I didn't. Great. No, Great. I didn't. We're erasing that from everybody's memory. <laughs> I didn't forget everyone's name. You forgot everyone's name. I gained memory powers recently. I didn't get a chance to... I didn't get a chance to describe Eddie, can I? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I was and just then... like, woo, let's go! <laughs> um... I do want to say the man that sits down at this table with Bev and with others, I assume. Um, <laughs> Bev and others. Well, Bev I, is I'm the imagining, only one that said she was sitting down. I'm imagining so. everyone at the table. Am I wrong? Okay. Um, the man that sits down is a man that, well, let's be honest, is a little bit high strung. Um, he's still short. Uh, he's still a little lanky, uh, thin in the face. Um, you can tell he hasn't shaved in about a day or two, um, but he's itching to shave and he always shaves. Um, he's someone that does have a pair of glasses, but right now they are tucked away neatly in his pocket. Um, he does have a resemblance to sort of Anthony Perkins, this kind of sort of pale face and neat hair and very, very particular about the things at the table he does take out two pill bottles takes one pill from one bottle and two pills from the other bottle takes a handful of medicine drinks some water takes his aspirator out of his pocket and gets a deep inhale and then he breathes out uh okay i guess i can do this um his clothing is Pretty neat uh, polo shirt with some checks on it. Uh, Kind of this loose, ugly tie around his neck. (laughs) And he's wearing a red-ish coat on top. It looks like he just came from the office right to hop into a car and drove straight to Derry from where he was. So it's a little haggard and ready to take a shower and ready to shave and ready to get this over with. He smiles tightly at everyone and nods and goes, all right, are we missing anyone? uh, Beverly just sort of uh, starts counting people at the (laughs) table. Uh, She starts with herself, like just quietly to herself. She just taps her nose and then starts counting. Um, I genuinely cannot remember. I don't know if any of you remember. I literally only remember people as I see their face. So I don't know if any of you know, do we, are we missing anybody or are we good? Mike, you might, are, you seem to remember us all, right? Eh, yeah, 
I do. <laughs> hard to hard to forget, y'all. Um, or at least, at least I thought it was difficult to forget people, but clearly I was incorrect. Um, so let's see. We are missing. Huh. We are missing one. I don't know how we want to approach this. Totally up to you. We can play it however you want. I mean, personally, my mental image at this point is just like Stan walking in late being like, hey guys, sorry about that. <laughs> I had breakfast this morning. I'm feeling me. great. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's totally up to you. You can, if you want to, maybe um, it would be cool if we got like a flashback to the phone call between... Stan and Mike. I think that might be kind of an interesting place to start. Mm -hmm. I, I think also, um, if I oh. may toss something in here before we flash back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think if I have everyone's permission, um, because I am playing Deadlights, Bev, um, mm -hmm. if when Mike says that they're missing one person, um, Bev Bev's holding like a glass of water and her hand just starts reflexively to shake a little bit like mm. some, like that just that sets something off that she's she, she remembers something she's seen mm. she doesn't know yet if it was real or a nightmare or if it's come true but it there's a there's a visceral response I love it yeah okay. me too uh okay um oh I feel like maybe we have to have our first, like, who wants to go to a dark place with me conversation. Um, <laughs> I do. I will. I do. I'll go with you to that dark place, my friend. <laughs> I love my friends. Uh, I'll be your wife. <laughs> We're all your wife now. <laughs> You're all my wife. We're all your wives um, now, Stan. So we are playing, uh, you know, in our fix it fic, uh, we're playing a, a certain amount of Stan lives AU. Um and I like a lot of the personally distressed by the phrase a certain amount of Stan. <laughs> I'm not married to I I mean I'm not married to Stan living through the entire thing. I'm willing to go wherever it it takes me. Okay. I love uh, that cuz I'm the same way with Eddie. I, I'm like I, thought I don't you were, care if he oh, dies. Yeah. I just want to play it out. I, I thought you were yeah. just going to say I'm not married to Stan and I was like I ain't that a damn shame. <laughs> right. <Aww. laughs> Listen, we know that marriage is strong and healthy. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't necessarily think it would add much to completely remove the aspects of the story that are troubling in the first chapter of this novel, which is entitled Stan totally. Takes a Bath. Uh, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was the chapter name. Yeah. No. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Um, oh, dark. So, anyway. I, yeah, I guess we can sort of feel out a phone call um, and see where that takes us. I sort of had done some, like, thinking about how we were going to integrate, like, adult mm -hmm. Stanley into um, the rest of the story. And I kind of envisioned him coming in late or towards the end of this whole, like, like dinner situation. Um, okay. If not, like, I'm the next that. day or something. Um I think maybe something we could play with 
and this is totally up to you and everyone else in the group. Um, I don't want to like take default GM seat. It might be interesting if what we're playing with in a Stan Lives AU is like Stan sort of grappling with, you know, should I even be here? Um, but I think it would be fascinating if we're playing with aspects of a suicidal Stan to look at this like you come in late and maybe everybody like did totally forget you were supposed to be here. And so there's that awkward tension of like, you show up and everybody's like, well, fuck, there were seven of us weren't there. Like, that's weird. Um, and like this feeling of displacement. Like, I think that's not not interesting. Um, but I also don't want to like create intentional tension within the group dynamic if that's not something that we're all comfy dealing with. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, it gives me more to work with than big, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm creating a lot from whole cloth. Uh, here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't, <laughs> can I give yeah. a suggestion or a thought? Yeah. If it's not too gruesome and this can be cut if need, if this is too gruesome, perhaps it's a stand that has attempted, um, has been hospitalized for a day or two and decides to come. That was actually um, my my yeah. like initial. I was thinking thought. the same thing. Yeah, like I think back to um, uh, uh, MJ on your uh, Tumblr blog that uh, again this could be cut <laughs> if you don't want to be embarrassed. Um, there's that image that really strikes me. The one where he's feeding the birds. Feeding the birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's um, for anyone who doesn't oh, hasn't seen oh this. Oh God, art, that it's, makes me cry. Um, it's art by uh, Pelreni on Tumblr, and it's Stan feeding the birds, and he's wearing a robe, and around his arms are all bandages. Um, I will drop it in the group chat for us, and then if mm-hmm. later on when we have the uh, episode go live, I can also drop it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that I always thought would happen in a Stan Lives AU. Um, I just dropped it for us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Literally the description yeah. oh, of it precious. made me cry. Oh, oh, my emotions. It's oh, really precious. good. God so damn it, my emotions, Val. What the <laughs> fuck? Anyway, okay. So here's a thought. I, I, I love this idea. I, I don't want to put us in a place where, like, we feel like we have to drag things out over a certain time frame in order to make this work in order to leave room for this to happen like it's a fairly condensed series of events once things kick off sort of my thinking is that maybe i stan was the first one to get yeah i my thought there um in the in in the book uh (laughs) there's um there's the implication that stan remembers everything a lot faster than everybody else and that's part of why he can't handle like it enough mm-hmm. to come back um and i think it would be an interesting like mm-hmm. conceptual thing to have him sort of be like i mean and, and because of some of the narrative things that were taken from taken from stan and given to bill to make him more mm-hmm. of an interesting character yeah, for sure. um <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, oh it's fine <laughs> um i think it would be uh interesting if and JV, this is something you can sort of make a character decision about yourself. But if he mm-hmm. was um, the kind of the, the first, like the first call, like the person who's going to take like, like remember the blood oath and, and take that mm-hmm. initiative yeah. and, and know 
uh, much more quickly than the others sort of what needs to happen. I would love to make a um, just like a hard line decision right now that in our childhood, Stan was the one to suggest and initiate the pact, as it were. Um, that's a, a, a character trait that was reallocated <laughs> to Bill in the movie adaptations. But I think it makes more sense for it to be Stan's decision. And I think in the context of what we're playing with here, it makes total sense then that Mike would say, like, well, this is where I have to start. This is what makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Cool. Rad. That makes sense to I me. I think you should I think cool. you should play that phone call. I yeah. So maybe can we can we rewind a little bit before this? And when we ask the question of like, is there anybody else? E- I think the answer to that, and you can make whatever character decision you want with it, but I think Mike knows the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about like what he's willing to reveal to the group. And maybe that depends on how the phone call went. Yeah, I think that would depend on how the how the call went. So, um, for the call, uh, so maybe I'm just envisioning us rewinding it to like, <laughs> oh, or to just like Eddie's very casual. Are we missing anybody else? And then yeah. we like see Mike's face and get a flashback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the flashback to the call. Hmm. So it's very important to me that we keep this piece of uh, movie canon, which is that Stan is exceptionally hot. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. 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 Stan yeah, is, sure. yeah. and I cannot emphasize this enough, a grade A slice of all American beef. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct, indeed. Um, all right. Uh, and the phone rings. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Stan, what are you doing when the phone rings? Um, I, I just, I, I think I'm at home, uh, hanging out with my cool wife. Um, and I, I don't know, he's like doing a puzzle or something in the movie. It's, it's something sort of like mm-hmm. fun, hobby, domestic. He's doing a like bird that. puzzle he's in the movie. like knitting a sweater. Knitting a yeah. sweater? <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna be his wife now. <laughs> All right. Oh, hi, honey. Val is living out their dream in real yes, time. Thank you. <laughs> Being married to MJ, absolutely. Um, no. Um, Being uh, married to Stan. Yeah. Stan, hon, there's someone on the phone for you. Oh, we have a landline. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh. Sure. Sure. Um. This is Stan Uris. Dan, hey, hey, it's, uh, it's Mike, uh, Mike Hanlon, do you, I, I'm sort of hoping you uh, remember who I am. Yeah, Mike, I remember. Rock and roll. Um, well, don't know if you looked at what year it is, uh, and have counted, um, Oh, Jesus, Mike, just say it. Yep, it's back. Uh, You're going to have to come to town. Uh, You're going to have to... I'm on back here. Like, like, now? Like, today? Yeah. Like, as soon as you... Oh, Jesus. Have you you talked to anybody else yet? 
Not yet. You're the first call. Great. I knew you'd remember. Fuck. Okay, okay. Um, listen, Mike, I'll be in touch. It might take me a little while to square some things away. Sure, sure. Just, uh, just, uh, keep me up to date. You've got my number. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you soon, dude. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, it's, um, it's just an old friend. Um, there's, uh, you know, you ever go to high school with somebody and they just won't, like, let you not be the dude you were in high school? Oh, honey, I certainly know that. <laughs> um, you know I know that. Listen, uh, I, I'm gonna... I think I'm going to have to run back home for um, a couple of days. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go make some travel plans. I'm going to see what's what with that. Stan, we what about our what about our vacation? I, We've been planning this for months. I'll be back before we leave. I promise. Is it is everything OK? No, but it will be. Um, At this point. Patty takes Stan's hands in hers and goes, you can talk to me about this. And I wish you would. Can I make a suggestion? That we have sex? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, you got it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I am going to suggest that when Patty takes Stan's hands... Either Patty or Stan notices that Stan has a scar on his palm that neither of them noticed before. Oh, man. I like that very much. Up to you, MJ. Yeah. Is it me or you? Um, I think it's you. I think it's more interesting if it's you. Okay. Uh, So then I say what I say and take Stan's hands, and I sort of start feeling on his palm, and I flip his hand over, to see, because maybe it was something, you know, something that happened earlier, you know, something that happened while Stan was making dinner. And I see this scar that's in there for a while. It's not new. It's not, you know, it's not fresh. It's old. And I take it and I look. 27 and I... years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it. And then now I take both my hands and I look closer and I go, when was this? It was a long time ago. I, you know, I was a kid. <laughs> I was kind of a stupid kid. You'd be surprised. I've never even noticed that before on your hand. You know, Patty, I'm hurt. I thought you were really observant. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can talk to me about these things, right? Yeah, I do. I will give you your space, but I hope that you can let me know soon what's going on so I can look out for you, okay? Yeah. Okay. And she gives him a little kiss. and A little smooch. A little smoocheroonie. 
and um, or a big smooch, a big fat wet mm. smooch. No, oh, she dear did God. <laughs> no, 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 no. She she gives him like a little quick peck on the corner of his mouth, and touches her nose to his, and then pulls back, and goes back to where she was sitting. And uh, I'll let you take the moment, MJ. Yeah. It's not about Patty. It is about <laughs> this is my Patty Uris fan cast. Um, <laughs> Me? Hell yeah. Patty. <laughs> but uh, I think. Um, uh, okay. So the sort of mood and vibe that I am going for here is that, like, uh, the way that I'm playing Stan is person who experiences suicidal ideation a lot and has mm-hmm. not necessarily done a great job coping with it. <laughs> sure. Um, and I think uh, like he has this support system that he obviously doesn't really know how to allow himself to use, even though it is like present and in his life. Um, and I don't want to like play out a scene of attempted suicide, uh, sure, because it's eleven thirty six on a Sunday morning, and I'm trying to eat breakfast. But there, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think after this, he sort of makes some abortive efforts at packing for a trip he doesn't want to go on, um, mm-hmm. and spirals into this kind of hopelessness and uh does attempt suicide and and ends up hospitalized uh, for a couple of days and then he goes and tries to do what he thinks he's supposed to do even if Um, he doesn't think he's going to be any good at it may i ask she does try to stop him yeah she's great May, may i ask a question and again, I and I'm sorry. This is inherently going to be like a heavy. Are we? Is it the same situation as in the film? Bathtub. I am not 100 percent sure on that. I sort of envisioned uh, him going elsewhere. Okay. Um, but the same, like methodology. I just I had this very distinct image in my head, um, of and again I am not trying to. It's just because they. It's because they cut it together the way they do in the film i think but also because beverly has seen has seen this happen mm-hmm. uh i have this I, and and everyone can take or leave this is a collaborative medium but i i had this image um distinctly of uh when stan is getting the call um bev is at home uh in the bath uh, because she she takes she she takes a lot of baths because being when she's in the bathroom it's like one of the only times she gets to like be by herself and like not be observed and not be like be like on guard um, mm-hmm. and just the idea of of her drifting off to sleep and like waking up and thinking she sees blood in the water. I like that a lot. Um, I I like that enough to just I think it is exactly that. Um, he doesn't necessarily want to like he doesn't want to burden patty they have a great relationship he loves her but he also like knows that he can't handle mm-hmm. trying to figure out a nicer way to do this 
And so I think as this flashback is happening and as as Mike has said, there's somebody missing. Um, I think, uh, I think, Bev- I think Beverly, uh, her glass of water slips from her hand and breaks on the floor. Whoa, Bev, are you okay? Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh, geez. Um, Do you need help cleaning that up? Yeah, let's let's clean that up. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys, I don't know what. Oh, I don't know. What, I don't know what that was. Um, no, it's it's okay. I think Ben is gonna start picking up the sh- uh, uh, shards of glass. There's a moment when everybody says when everyone rushes to clean this thing up and the large shards of glass are being picked up, that an odd sort of expression flashes across Bill's face that's something like half recognition, but it's not quite strong enough to to break to the surface. There's just this this odd moment of something that he can't quite place as deja vu. It's a feeling that he's felt a million times before while he's been trying to work on novels and some plot element has drawn something up from a place that he can't quite summon it. And ultimately gets abandoned entirely. It's it's a very uncomfortable sort of mind space to be in. But there's something that sort of tugs at the back of his brain about this moment. Um, and then he dismisses it and, uh, and and goes to help out. I think as he's doing that, he um, sort of try to move things along. Says, well, um, Mike, you still haven't still sort of buried the lead on us here you know you we all got the call but um what exactly are we what exactly are we meeting up about well it's been a i don't know if y'all have uh have, have noticed but it's been been 27 years since the the incident it's just how I'm gonna call that the the incident. Um, what incident? The the one with the with the with the sewer the clown and the and the ah, and the clown fuck, face. The fucking clown. <laughs> sewer no. and the clown face. That's where I'm at, oh y'all. My God. Um, that's <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, um. Yeah, um, so I've been, uh, I've been just keeping track of everything, trying to make sure that, um, that, you know, if anything happened, that, uh, we'd be ready. I know that all of you sort of, all of you were able to, were able to escape from here. I figured someone should stick behind and keep track of everything. Could have left, sure. Didn't. Didn't. Stayed around. Um, oh, come on, Mike. We all just moved. Oh, it's fine. It wasn't escaping. It's fine. I'm not bitter. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do really love this petty-ass Mike. <laughs> Me too. Like, it's shady, I Mike. think it's appropriate. Um, I yeah. love it. It's fair. Mike's dealt with a lot of shit, and we all kind of left him to do it. Yeah. This is Addison talking, not Beverly. She doesn't have that awareness yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. Y'all moved on and had careers and things that were not in 
a library. Um, <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. Um, yeah, libraries are like one of the least cool places I've heard. That is a fucking lie, and you watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no. Just because oh, you don't know how to read a book. Are, how dare you? How dare you? Libraries are super useful, and they provide employment and knowledge to everybody. They, yes. Having fun's not hard when you have a library <laughs> card. <laughs> I... I'll have to remember to write that down so I can use it in my next show. You don't know how to uh, write. Please, you, you don't write your own jokes. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay. That's a low blow, but I... Yeah, uh, good one. That. Is it true? I mm. do not write mm. my jokes. Yeah, no, Ben's right. Is, is that it, legal? Is it because you're not... Maybe. <laughs> it's because you're not... What's the word hey. I'm looking for? What? No, What'd you the, say? Oh. No, huh? don't say it. No. What? Huh? 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 Uh, Richie just like <laughs> kicks Eddie under the table. And l- Eddie like, keeps shut leaning up. closer and closer to him being like, ah, ah? Are you not? Hmm? Hmm? Huh? No, shut okay. the fuck up, Eddie. Okay, trash He's mouth. children. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Um. All right, all right. Let's let's get back on track. We enough about me not writing my own jokes. This is why didn't you just tell us on the phone? Why'd you have to make us come here and then because well, if I told you what was happening, would you have we still... wouldn't have come exactly exactly but fuck, but hey, now y'all are all here, yeah, well, that's the point. I wouldn't have come. I would have been at home d- doing my thing. I wouldn't have been here and uh. Yeah, Does I anyone think else I'm just gonna like... leave now. Richie just like backs up his chair and he's gonna start what are grabbing you doing? his jacket and everything. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of with Rich on this one. I don't think I want to fight any sort of clown in a sewer. Because well, we have we we have to. Hey, um, friends, I know we're very early into the game. Can I use a move? Yeah. Um, I have voice of reason. When I talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, I can calm them down, blocking anger, panic, or other negative emotions. Mm. Word. I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So does it, do, I need to ask Alex, do I need to roll for this? I don't know how the moves work in this game. No, this is just, this is just a character trait that you have. Wonderful. As long as you have the opportunity to role play this out, um, you mm-hmm. have the canonical ability to do it. So give us give us your pitch. Hey. Talk to Do- us in quiet voice. Hey, Bev's been quiet for a minute. So when she talks, it's it it kind of even though it's quiet, it carries. Yeah, Bev. You guys, just take a second, sit back down, order something to eat, and let's just hear what Mike has to say, okay? I think Eddie looks at Rich, and then sits down. Jesus, Eddie. Fuck, okay. And then Rich sits down again. I'll at least have the food. But I'm leaving right after. I hope hope you know that. Okay. Well, while you're waiting for the food, just sort of sit down and hear hear me out. We've got to... We've got to do something about this. We have to... It... 
it's gotta end. Gotta end, and that's gonna have to happen this time around since it didn't happen last time around. We've gotta, gotta finish it. <laughs>